0: This video was sponsored by Panic Brand. Panic Brand provides arts and apparel to the modern meme machines of 2020, at not ridiculous prices. They have a wide selection of art and shirts that you can wear, so be sure to take a look at them. If you use the link in the description below, you'll get a discount and your favorite YouTubers high-tech, low-life, get some kickback so we can continue to provide quality content to you in the future. It's a good way to support your favorite creators. This is Starlogical here, and I have, for me, one of my co-hosts, Hestia, who you may have seen, who you may have heard was uh, actually Tyrant 2 in the past podcast. Hello. And with us today, we have a special guest. And her name is Alamise.
1: Hello. Hi, everyone.
0: So, welcome to the podcast. And uh, how was your day today, y'all? How, what do you guys do during quarantine?
1: Hesty, would you like to go or I can go?
0: You can go first.
1: Okay. Um, well, Star already knows this or Starlogical. Would you prefer to call you Star or Starlogical on this podcast?
0: Either or. It doesn't matter.
1: Okay. Uh, well, Star already knows this, but I've been tidying up around the house because since we are all stuck uh, primarily in the house, we have been tidying up. So I've been going through some of my belongings. And the other big thing I've been doing has been catching up on Law & Order SVU because I can't watch it while I'm at school. So I've been watching it at home.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Law & Order SVU is pretty, it's pretty good. It's on... For those of you that don't live in the U.S.,
1: it's, it's on, um, uh, actually,
0: I wouldn't know where to find it.
1: I wouldn't know where to find it either. I just record it on my DVR and then binge it. But what I much- know at least all of the old seasons are on Hulu, so if anyone wants to go back and watch some of the old uh, seasons, go check that out on Hulu. Uh,
0: what about you, Hestia? How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good.
2: I didn't do much today.
3: I see. All
2: I did was take a nap earlier.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know naps are naps are overrated. I I mean underrated. They definitely Yeah. You definitely should take a nap more often if you can.
1: Naps but are quite I excellent.
0: I don't need them right now, but uh I might take a fat nap after like
3: 11 or 12.
1: Imagine napping instead of just sleeping. This was brought to you by People Who Sleep Gang. <laughs>
0: that nice. Now, let's suffer with, let's start with our first topic of the day, the nature of spoiling media for others. AKA, how do you feel about spoiling things for other people and being spoiled without consent, of course?
1: Um, I'm very big on respecting other people and I really hate spoilers, so I very much avoid spoiling when I can. I always ask how far someone is in the series before I tell them anything uh, i'm I'm just not a fan of spoiling media for other people, and I really don't like it when people spoil media for me. It's less of a big deal for me than for some other folks just because I'm usually in it for uh, for the ride rather than the result, so i'm you know I'll still watch something even if I've been spoiled but I have a couple of friends who just won't even watch anything if they've been spoiled. So I, I think it's just kind of mean to spoil things for other people. Alright, and what about
3: you, Hestia? What is your opinion on spoiling and being spoiled?
2: I... Honestly, it sucked. But, like... Uh, for example, when, like, Endgame came out, like, the whole fake spoiler <laughs> the, Oh the like,
0: Batman guys... Wait, you said Batman? Did you say Batman?
2: Yes. There's this whole joke about, like, non. Everyone would say, like, non Marvel character dies in Endgame, just as kind of a <laughs> meme. So, stuff like that I'm okay with, but, like, actual spoilers, your kneecaps are getting removed.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: And, uh, it's. A, it's spoilers are a very iffy topic, because I have a couple of IRL friends that are really. Bad about spoiling things. They're just, I mean, part of it is that they're just really excited about watching stuff and then, you know, sharing their experience. But then they spoiled, like, the crap out of stuff. Like, uh, I got a friend, like, I had a friend who I won't name because, you know, we're still good friends, uh, who, uh, who spoiled ReZero for a friend of our a mutual friend of ours who watched it. And it was, it was a, it was a, <laughs> Oh man! It, oh, oh man! It, it was because of his. Sh- it was because the um, uh, the newest episode promoted his uh, ship, but you know, he unintentionally spoiled it, which I mean, he gets over a little overexcited. And it, I mean, it's hard to fault people for that when they're just so excited and they just want to, you know, just let it out. You know,
1: I mean, it's hard, but it's also just like learn some patience because they'll watch it eventually. And I, you know. I'm just I'm just a very cautious and careful person. I try to be very empathetic when possible. So it just sort of rubs me the wrong way.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of spoilers, um, uh,
1: how many how many um, how much time
0: do you how much time do you give it before you, you get before um, uh, you just start spotting out spoilers like they're common knowledge? Like, I mean, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't put. I'm gonna be honest. I wouldn't put like something like spoiler alert for like a game that's like 20 years old. Like. Final Fantasy VII. That game is old. It's no.
1: Old. Um, usually with spoilers, I will you know, after about a year I'm like, y- you should have seen it by now. Um, I- I'll still ask if someone's seen it before I go into detail, but for the most part, after a year, I'm like, it's fair game.
3: What about
0: you, Cassie? How long do you give it before you start blurting out the spoilers like of common knowledge?
2: It depends on what it is. If it's something that's lesser known, then I probably it there's it depends really. I usually give it about
0: within my like within like my college friend group. I give it about two to three months before it becomes p- common knowledge. Otherwise, I'm gonna spoil the crap out of you. Dumbledore dies, by the way,
1: bro. Yo. How could okay. you do this? It's not like I've listened to the Harry Potter books on tape and read them, like, 20 times.
0: Or watched the movies.
1: Yeah, I watched the movies, like, once. Okay, that's all
0: you really need to do. And, uh, speaking of spoilers, this is vaguely related to spoilers. What do you feel about leaks of unreleased content? You know, like, a uh, as of recent, like, as of recently, The Last of Us 2 has been, uh, leaked and spoiled to heck, besides the fact that the game's not even out for another month or so?
1: Um, I mean, my thing in terms of leaks is that I pretty much just avoid them. Like, if I hear there's a leak, I'm like, okay, that's cool. I am going to avoid, you know, reading or listening about that, because I really like to experience things without spoilers. Uh, Really, all I've heard about uh, The Last of Us 2 and leak spoilers is that it's apparently bad? <laughs> That's what I've heard, uh, and I'm not going to look into it anymore, just because I would like to be surprised when the game comes out. So, in terms of in terms of leaks, I I honestly don't really care if they happen, but I just avoid them for myself because I like being surprised.
0: And what about you, Hestia? What is your thought on uh, leaks in general?
2: I'm not a I'm not big on them, just. Unless it's, like, a super, super minor thing, like, but even then, I don't really pay attention to them, or, like, if I hear there's a leak, I just tune out the conversation, for the most part.
0: Yeah, as for me, I mean, leaks kind of suck, honestly, and it, it's almost it's almost the same as uh, data mining, so a lot of online games are persistently online, and sometimes data gets stored inside of files. So, what these data miners do is they explore these files to see if there's like hints of upcoming updates, like new content and whatnot. And, you know, turns out they're, they plan on, they plan on releasing this sweet new content that's not out yet, but they, it's not a surprise anymore because of data miners. And I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge fan, but I mean, it can't be prevented because these sorts of games are meant to be played so that you like optimize yourself. Anyways, let's move
3: on to the next topic, the death of GameStop. So
0: as you know, GameStop before the release of Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing tried to label itself as essential. You know, the you know, at the same level of like being a doctor or working in healthcare, you know, being essential. And uh, they're not essential anymore as you can tell by the fact that they are all closed right now. But people spec- often speculate that GameStop will in fact shut down or at least reduce in size dramatically if not totally what are your thoughts on this
1: i mean i i think this has been in the works for a while to be honest i mean ever since steam became the thing i've been sort of waiting for gamestop to die um just because i feel like the physical need for games has really decreased over the years so i mean I don't think they'll close completely. I just think they'll probably downsize to have a lot less stores.
3: And what about you, Hestia? What is your thought? I
2: see. I don't have GameStop in Canada. We have EB Games, which is basically the same thing. But I feel like
0: aren't they owned by the same company?
2: I think so. But honestly, it kind. of, I think they're kind of going to go the way of, like, Toys R Us last year, where they just kind of mostly closed down. But I mean, yes. my, like, physical copies of games aren't that important nowadays. Except for, like, the Nintendo Switch, and that's basically it.
0: Uh, Well, my personal opinion on on physical games is that for those of, for those people who like to, you know, buy games, resell them, or even load them out to friends, uh they're they're still gonna be there. And a lot of those people are on Nintendo consoles, as you as you alluded to. And uh I'm not and I'm gonna be quite frank, I'm not gonna miss GameStop if they disappear. It's gonna be weird not seeing them. It, I am not I'm gonna I'm gonna admit it's it's gonna be weird, but I'm not gonna miss
1: I think the real way for GameStop to survive, if they really do want to stay a physical store, is to sort of expand more into the board game market. I mean, they're still going to have to close down a lot of stores, but I know um, at least I'm a little bit into niche board games. I haven't gotten as into it as I would like because most of my friends are online, so I can't play the games I would like to play with them but um, I'm very much into, like, story-based niche group board games, and stores which sell those will do really well as long as they're the only one in the area. So I think if GameStop maybe branches more into games which are physical, as in board games, then they might be able to survive.
0: So when you say story-based games, you mean D&D, right?
1: Um, I, I mean D&D partially, but... um. I'm forgetting the name of the game, but uh I've there's been this game on my wishlist for a long time which is a board game where um you and a group of friends play as time travelers and there are pre-written scenarios and um a lot of puzzles. And it's basically D&D, but no one's the DM because the game provides the campaign for you.
0: I see. I see. And uh well, that's not pretty neat. Uh, yeah, I do believe that GameStop is trying to go in that direction already. They they're selling you know physical merch for games, like they're selling Overwatch merchandise. A lot of it. Uh, they're selling they're selling Magic cards too, like MTG cards.
1: Yeah, oh, I mean, what? I I think that's a good start, but I really do think that they should branch out a little bit more because I think unless they diversify, then they are gonna go the way of Toys R Us, as Hestia said.
0: That yeah, you know, that said though, I would not mind if they just disappeared and just left the board game stuff and and, le- and left the like tabletop gaming and board game stuff to the local shops that already exist. I wouldn't want them to be cannibalized by GameStop. I mean
1: No, I mean I wouldn't want them to be cannibalized by GameStop either, but the thing is, uh, at least in my area, the specialized board game stores are very far apart. And so I think if GameStop sort of triangulated where those aren't, because the nearest specialty board game shop is like two hours away from me, so if the GameStop, which is only 20 minutes away from me, decided to expand into board games, I think that they could do a fine profit without uh, disrupting those local businesses. So I think as long as they uh, triangulated responsibly that it wouldn't be a problem.
0: All right. Uh, any, la- any last thoughts for us, Hestia? Before we move on,
2: um, I kind of agree with what Alamy said. Like, if they do want to survive, they should branch into more physical things other than just video games. But I don't know if they will stay afloat because they were never really doing great to begin with.
3: I mean, it really depends on how well board
0: games do here. I mean, yeah, you would... I mean, there are... i say hey, people play a lot less board games than they did in the past, but the fact of the matter is, the people that are really into like tabletop games, like Warhammer and stuff, they're really into it. They spend like thousands of dollars. Like, Henry Cavill only acts because he plays Warhammer and spends all of his money on Warhammer figurines. That's how expensive that stuff gets, apparently.
1: I mean yeah, I um I know at least for me, I I would say that there's a resurgence in uh in tabletop games because as you know, as the internet and social media have gotten bigger, I think people have sort of, you know, hopped on that train but then realized that it's not as um engaging as in-person connections. So I think that board games have made a decent resurgence, not the largest resurgence, but you know, we've seen the uh the resurgence of D within the past 10 years and i think the next step may be the resurgence of other story-based tabletop games that can be done in person
0: all right well all i'm gonna say is i'll see you on scrabble i'll i'm gonna destroy you i'm pretty good with my words
1: uh i'm not playing scrabble but if you want to play the time travel adventures game then that that would be cool
0: If you can find out what that is, I might consider it. Anyways, the next topic we have on hand is Super Mario 64 recently got a PC port, a native PC port, too. And Nintendo is taking down all these fully compiled versions. And so, the backstory behind this is that people people reverse-engineered Super Mario 64, and they... And they uh, ported the source code to um, uh, PC, so it runs on PC natively. And uh, I think that's really cool, and Nintendo is taking it down because a lot of these pre-compiled versions
3: have Nintendo assets. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Um. Well, I mean, uh, I don't really know that much about this game, so how, how old is this game that they've reverse-engineered?
0: Super Mario 64 was released on the Nintendo 64, so it's around the mid-90s.
1: Yeah, I think Nintendo should just let it go then, honestly, because it's been long enough that it really shouldn't matter.
0: Uh, What about you, Hestia? What are your thoughts on this?
3: I mean, I kind of see it as, like,
2: really Nintendo should, realistically, instead of doing a PC port, maybe do a port to the Switch.
3: Or something like that. But
0: that's just my thoughts. So my thoughts are Nintendo, due to copyright law, Nintendo is well within their rights to protect their IP. Especially if it's for a game that used to cost like $60 back in the day. And while I don't necessarily agree that Nintendo should take action right now because it's such an old game. Where can you where can you even buy it? You can't buy it anymore. You can't even play it anymore. There's no hardware that you can play it on that's being sold currently. And so yeah, I do agree with Alanis and Hestia. They should just leave it alone, but they should also see the demand for this type of port. And do release on the Nintendo And do release on the Nintendo Switch, at the very least.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they're gonna make a fuss about their assets, the least they could do is re-release it on a new platform where people can actually buy it.
0: I mean, I've never... I mean, I've played Super Mario 64. Um, and it's a pretty decent... It's a pretty good game. It, people, A lot of people consider it to be the best game on the Nintendo 64. I find that difficult to believe, but I mean, it's pretty good. Anyways, the next topic is something that you might be interested in you might all be interested in, VTubers, VR cam models, and the inevitable replacement of real people. So as you know, VTubers are basically just anime avatars who are animated, and they're voiced by Japanese uh, voice actors, you know, the kind that do anime voices. And mm-hmm. they just do things on YouTube. They, they're, they're basically vloggers, but like anime. And sometimes they play video games, too. And it's kind of it's funny, too. And uh, another big example that's been making waves is one called Project Melody. Do not look her up. It's 18+. plus. But, essentially, she's been outperforming all of the real women in the uh, same website.
3: So that was about a month ago. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I've been going first a lot, Hestia. Would you like to say something? Um. See, there's two sides to this, where it's good and also bad. As it, it's good because,
2: like, especially with uh, this time, like. Uh, cam models are working a lot more than they would otherwise, which is very harmful to their health. So it's good on that front, but on the other side, it's replacing them, so they don't have as much income as they used to. So sort of, uh, sort of,
1: my feeling on vtubers and vr cam models and so on is sort of my general feeling about ai in general where uh i i don't like the idea that so many people are following and sort of almost like instinctively pack bonding with uh things which aren't human uh because you know it's it's for vtubers and you know uh, VR models, it's you know, it's a business, it's not a real person, and you're, you know, sort of artificially uh artificially attaching yourself to something which isn't human and can't reciprocate your feelings, uh, you know, is just a performance. Um, and it's how I feel about like with AI, uh, in the fact of like if something isn't uh actually in and of itself an organic biological entity it cannot have reciprocal feelings for you and I, I at least for me because i you know i i was a kid during the early days of youtube so i grew up with um with early youtube and that was all about really getting to know the individual content creator and the reason that you subscribe to a channel is because you sort of felt that personal connection with that individual creator so i i just don't like um VTubers because it's it's a performance. It's not that real person, and I I you know it's like you're choosing to subscribe to and get to know a lie, and I I just don't like that personally.
0: Um, well, I do understand where you're coming from, Alamis. Though I do though I do feel like a lot of that whole subscribing to a person that an act and such can almost apply to like actual well actual youtube celebrities actual you know just actual people because behind all these vtubers it's not like it's not like an ai generated voice it's actually someone behind the mic talking and it's i almost feel that it's no different from like you know i hate to, i hate to use the word but you know simps behind like an e girl like remember when uh remember when the what's her face uh bernie sanders girl or whatever got really popular and everybody just kind of ignored her message, but they were like, "Wow, she's hot." But then she revealed that she had a boyfriend, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like all of her legions of fans started disappearing. And uh, I feel as if though this has more, this has less to do with the fact that AI people are latching themselves onto AIs as much as it is people are just looking to escape reality. And I mean. There's actually there's actually a whole nation where you can see this whole situation happening in Japan. Japan has a negative birth rate. So, and if this birth rate were to continue, I, I I'd have to re I'd have to reread the studies, but I believe like maybe a thousand years. Don't quote me on this. I don't want to I don't want I don't want to spread misinformation, but yeah, you know, negative birth rate is really bad too. You know what I'm saying?
1: You were a little quiet on that last sentence. Could you repeat that?
0: So what I was saying is there's a whole nation where you can observe the effects of stuff like this in Japan because Japan really takes their um, uh, waifuisms really hard. They cling on to these uh, non-animate characters. It's all a a performance, so to speak. And they have these massive shrines of merchandise and you know these anime, these anime companies are just killing it, while Japan is killing off their birth rate. I see, and uh, I see we have uh, we have someone that's joined us. Welcome, Tyrant. Welcome to the podcast.
4: Hello, thank you.
0: So yeah, so to so. V so there's a real there's a really good movie that you should watch if you're interested in you know AIs and you know the implications on the world and whatnot and uh, and this movie is called Blade Runner 2048. I don't know if you're really all of that into sci-fi, but I highly recommend it if you watch it.
1: Um, I'm a busy bee, so I probably won't get to it, but I'll keep it in mind.
0: All right. So we're going to move on to the next topic, which is how, which is um, uh, streaming. How has streaming changed the cable landscape? And to, let's talk about internet data caps and their lack thereof during this quarantine.
3: Any thoughts on this, tyrant?
4: On on the on the cable being affected by streaming. Um... Yes, by, like, you
0: know, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime. Yeah.
4: I I think it, it would definitely be affected by it since more people are util- are utilizing streaming services. And I guess in comparison, I don't know how much... I haven't, I haven't watched cable television in, in a while. Just There's not as much content as there is, perhaps, than, like, what you can get from streaming services or what interests people. And perhaps, depending on what kind of cable you have, it's probably more affordable. For certain streaming services.
0: All right. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Uh, what about you,
3: Hestia?
2: See, I haven't watched cable or satellite in years because streaming services just provide better content and don't have to like DVR it or watch it at a specific time. You can watch it whenever, pick it up whenever. I feel it's just
3: a better system.
0: And uh, what about you Alamise? What are you what's your thought?
1: Um I mean, I think it's really a generational divide because most of the younger folks I know pretty much exclusively watch streaming services whereas the older folks I know really are still using cable. So I think as long as um I think we'll see cable stick around for at least, you know, five or 10 more years. But I think as more of the general population, uh, you know, uh, our age is the majority of consumers. And, you know, as morbid as it is, as older consumers die off, I think we are going to see a reduction in the number number of cable channels, if not cable dying altogether. But I don't think that's going to happen for another 10 years or so, if not more.
0: I see. So my thoughts on this is that, yes, streaming is much better because you can, choose, you can choose to watch content on demand. Like instead of waiting like at like 5 p.m. or whatever to watch The Office, you can just watch The Office whenever you want. And it's a godsend for that reason alone. However, I feel as though having exclusive content on this platform, exclusive content on that platform, really just almost defeats the purpose and eventually some big company is going to have this grand idea to have to bundle all of these services into one package and you know what that and you know what that reminds me of cable because that's what they did in cable
1: it'll be cable too but online streaming so it'll be cable but all of our seasons are dropped at once
0: yes and in fact there's already a company that's doing that i should mention it's called vrv and uh, they include some cartoon channel, inter- cartoon channels, Crunchyroll. If you watch anime, Funimation, if you watch dubbed anime, and I, I, I don't I think, know, a camera, I, I, I I can't think
3: they
4: removed really Funimation. What? What would you say? I, think, I thought they, I thought they removed Funimation from VRV. I thought it's something called High Dive. Um,
0: I'm not. I, 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 I don't follow VRV because. I can't I don't really support the business model of that. And sure. honestly, and I think one of the biggest reasons why people bought Netflix to begin with was, was because everything was there and it was only like ten dollars a month. Now there's much less content than there was before, and Netflix is more expensive. And so if I have to sign up for Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Crunchyroll, Dyseky, uh, YouTube Prime? No, not YouTube Prime. Amazon Prime? YouTube Red? or what is it YouTube Red or YouTube Premium now? I, see, I have no idea. I think it's, it's Premium.
4: So stupid.
1: I'm never it's, going to get YouTube Red. There's nothing on there that I want to watch. I'll
4: yes, literally. I'll easily, I'll easily but, get rid of ads. But if I
0: wanted to buy all... if I wanted to have access to all of the contents, I'd have to be... I'd be paying, like... 70 80 no oh, maybe $100 and that's almost as much as cable and you know realistically i'm not going to watch all that content especially netflix since a lot of netflix's content is just kind of aside from the original content so that might be good like black mirror it's not really or the witcher it's not really worth watching
1: i will say netflix is putting out a lot of good original content um and you know, I, I like some of the older shows that they have on there. They have Total Drama Island on there right now. So that's fun.
0: I've never watched Total Drama Island before, honestly. It's
1: a good show.
3: That said, I uh
0: that said I don't really agree I don't really agree with what's happening to streaming services as a whole. I just think that streaming it should be an all-in-one, convenient place to you know, get stuff. Otherwise, people are just gonna—you know—piracy numbers went down because of how convenient Netflix was. People are willing. To, people in the West, at least, are willing to support creators, provided that they make it easy enough to do so. But you know, if things go the way that I predict they will, then piracy is just going to be the better option overall. You get to choose what you want and i guess you don't have to pay for it as well but i mean it's mostly just the convenience f-
3: factor and, i think like, what's
1: going to happen is that people are just until we see a new like good cheap comprehensive bundle people are going to be picking and choosing their services and then pirating whatever is left on whatever extra platforms there are cuz right now i um you know i i have a netflix and hulu account and that's about all, and if you know if there's something else on another platform I want to watch, I'm either going to get a friend's login or you know, if I'm desperate enough, I'm just going to go online and find it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I mostly concur with that statement, and uh, I have Amazon Prime mostly only because my family uses it to order stuff and get two-day free shipping, and the video part is just kind of an afterthought.
3: Anyways, let's move on to the next topic. And uh, what's your gaming setup, everyone? Do you mean in yeah. terms of of, of like specs? Yes, but in terms of specs. I mean, just just describe yeah. your
0: table settings and like
4: your specs and such. Um, if I were to describe mine, I have a forty-eight inch desk. I have a dual monitor setup. Both are and EP and in terms of computer specs, I have a GeForce GTX 970 for, for, my, for my graphics card, an Intel Core i5-4690K for my CPU, 16 gigs of DDR3 RAM at six hundred megahertz, one SSD at 250 gigabytes, and an another, another hard drive for my games at one terabyte. And I have Windows right. 10 as an operating system.
0: Very nice, very nice. Uh, what about you, Hestia?
2: I just have a cell phone and a Nintendo Switch. I see.
1: Heck um, yeah, you playing Animal Crossing?
2: No, I didn't get it. Oh, no.
1: Oh, Animal
0: my situation. God. Yeah. What about you, Alanis? What's your gaming setup?
1: Um, well, for those of you who uh, are frequently visiting uh, Hedgehog's channel, which I cameo on, I, by the way, uh, plug time. Uh, you will know that I have a Mac because I am the <laughs> one, so um, I have a Mac, and that's pretty self-explanatory. But um, it's a MacBook Pro. It's back from 2017. It has a 3.1 gigahertz Intel Core uh, and 16 gigabytes of memory. And you know, it's not great, but it d- it did the job back when I bought it. And it it does at least the business side of things now. And I can still run fairly new games when they are optimized for Mac. But um, the next computer I'm getting is definitely going to be a PC.
0: <laughs> is it going to be a gaming PC or just like a thin and light?
1: Uh, it'll either be a gaming PC or somewhere in the middle. Just because I do want to be able to run games. But I'm not, you know, I'm not the biggest gamer. I prefer more story-driven indie titles to anything, so either a gaming laptop or somewhere in between.
0: Fair, fair. My gaming setup is a, a little a little simpler than most of y'all's. I do own all of the current consoles now, including the Nintendo Switch. And uh, so let's get that out of the way. I have a capture card, which I can use. I've only used it to record my Nintendo Switch gameplay so far. And uh, I also have a gaming desktop which has an Intel Core i fi- Core i7 8700K overclocked to about 4.5 gigahertz on liquid cooling. And I've got 16 gigs of RAM, which I do plan on upgrading to 32 gigs. Uh, I have a five I have a 500 512 gigabyte SSD for like my applications, my mostly use applications and such. I have a two terabyte hard drive for basically everything else, including games. Nice. Um, and I have a 10, and I have a ten seventy, and uh, and I got that. I got that one actually used uh, for two hundred dollars, which is um uh, the used graphics card market is severely underrated. You guys should take advantage of it if you're looking to upgrade your um uh, your uh, your nine hundred series GPUs or even your eight hundred no seven hundred if you have them still. Uh, and my monitor. I have one ultra wide monitor. It's 34 inches. It's a 21 by 9 1440p monitor. Uh, that I want to get a second one of. But that one cost
3: a thousand dollars, and I got it when I first when it first came out.
0: And uh, I mean, I want to get two monitors so I can do video editing properly. Not saying that I haven't been doing it properly before, but, you know, I need, one, I need one screen to edit on and one screen to monitor my stuff.
3: And I'm hoping I can buy
0: DaVinci Resolve. I don't know what you guys use to edit, but that's what I used to edit, and it's pretty sweet.
1: I just use iMovie because I have a Mac.
3: What does was- Hedgehog to use?
1: Uh, I honestly don't know off the top of my head, Uh, but yeah, one of the big reasons I got a Mac was because it has iMovie and GarageBand already, so. Nice. Nice. That was, you know, a a lot of people are like, herder, Macs are bad, and like, yeah, I agree, they aren't great for (laughs) running games or software, but uh, it already has iMovie and GarageBand, and for someone who is going into art school, that was pretty important. Sweet, sweet.
0: Anyways, next topic is social media, and how it destroys your perception of reality.
3: What are your thoughts?
4: Um, I I don't really use a lot of social media besides from Twitter and like if you you count Reddit. But (laughs) Reddit what?
0: I I would I would count Reddit as social media as well
1: sure if i'd count it as social media because it's a little bit more anonymous and it's more of a forum so I, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure i would count it
4: i use it about like every day or so i use reddit more and once a while i may use i may use twitter but i've really noticed anything what i want you to as like like messing with like perceptions of reality i just use it like check out my favorite content creators news history like just various topics
0: uh, Yeah, one- yeah I do want to say something when uh when I say destroys your perception of reality i mean uh so the most typical use of social media, namely Facebook and instagram is to post all of your happy moments oh but let's say let's say that you're someone on the outside looking in all you see is all of their great moments all of the you know they got married they have kids they went to this they went to a foreign na- they went to like On vacation overseas and you know see all these wonderful moments you know you don't see the negatives they present their they present themselves in such a way that they're living basically the perfect life and while there's nothing wrong necessarily with that i just feel that a lot of people are negatively impacted because of there's a lot of mental illness because they see all of their all their former friends are really happy because they're really happy, but all they do is just pick and choose the happy moments. All right. It's like it's like looking at a yearbook when uh, the yearbooks are just the good times, but you never they never depict the bad times, the times when you're really like you know, struggling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that that's just my thoughts on social media. And uh, what about Shu, Hestia, or Alamis? Whoever wants to go first.
1: Hestia, why don't you go ahead? Because I have thoughts, but I don't, uh, I can say them last, because I have many.
2: Okay. I honestly kind of just left all social media, for the most part. And I only have, like, a few apps, and I just use them mostly for communication.
3: So, yeah.
1: Um well yeah my uh I I have more social media than most folks here it seems. Uh I have a Facebook, I have an Instagram, I have two Twitters. I have um what else do I have? Uh Yeah, so I have I have some social media and I mean I think since I grew up as uh, social media was being created I sort of already knew to sort of take everything with a grain of salt uh because you know i i feel like younger generations are in more danger of sort of uh you know depression because of seeing this positive cherry picking whereas literally i um i you know i think you had to be like 12 to get a facebook account or something and all my friends started getting them in like sixth grade so by that point, I had already developed critical thinking skills, thankfully. And you know, if you 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 grow up actually knowing the people who are posting on Facebook alongside you, and you go, okay, this is not an accurate depiction of their life. Um, so I, I really think it just comes with good social media education, and I really think that that's just something that hopefully parents and schools are teaching younger kids now. Because I think our, our generation has less of a problem with that.
0: Uh, to that, I, I would say that, uh, as the current, like, the current establishment that's, you know, there, they don't really, they don't really quite understand social media the way we do. Because, you know, as you said, we grew up and social media was being made and we know what it is innately. So I feel like until we get to the point where we're the teachers now. I don't think that I don't think the good education is going to happen anytime soon. And you know they, and how many of you guys use your social medias to keep up with your old friends? I know that I know that despite the fact that on my personal Facebook I'm still friends with many people. I haven't updated my profile picture in about 8 or 9 years. It's almost been a decade actually. Wow.
4: I I haven't I don't, I, I don't talk to anyone since high school. I'm pretty much by myself. With the exception of like of like people I met online, even in the most most of them, them aren't are not on my my social media
3: I see and uh
0: and uh personally I want personally there's a lot of people that i um you know, I was very good friends with in high school, but i do and I do wish I could talk to them again, but you know it's kind of difficult to just approach them and be like, "Hey, what's up because we're very different people than we were almost seven, eight years ago, yeah. and I think we've all, and I think we've like almost moved on from this point to, uh, as
1: well. Um, well, I didn't use Facebook for a long time because Facebook is dead, <laughs> as we all know. For our generation, at least, it's mostly for people in their thirties uh, through sixties at this point. But um, I I ended up having to get back on Facebook because a lot of the extracurricular groups at my college post on Facebook, and a lot of my college's, like, career development center and, like, the writing center and, like, the college itself post a whole bunch on Facebook. So I had to get back on Facebook for extracurricular and business reasons. um, And also because I'm an actor, and a lot of... Actors are in that, you know, older age range. And so you sort of have to be on Facebook if you're in the uh, That sector of the entertainment business. So I I am on Facebook uh, You know a good deal. I updated my profile picture when I got new headshots um, I post not that many updates, but I'd say maybe four or five a year, but I, I pay attention to other people's posts Um, and I, I would say that I Social media has helped in uh, keeping in contact with my high school friends because I don't think I would have stayed in contact with some of the folks that I still talk to now if it wasn't for like Facebook and Snapchat streaks and Instagram because i what what I sort of like about social media in that sense is that you can have sort of a more casual working relationship and talking, you know socialization relationship with your friends because. I don't feel like having in-depth conversations with my old high school friends a lot of the time, but I'm you know, i up to congratulating them on whatever their latest achievement is and being like, you know, great job, I'm glad that this happened, and it's sort of nice to keep up with them in that way. And as long as you have that casual relationship still open, I find that it's easier to reinitiate a conversation when you want to. Like, some of those folks that I, you know, I just like their photos and stuff, if I see them doing something particularly interesting, I'll, like, message them and we'll have a conversation for a while. So I do think that social media is really useful in that sense.
0: Uh, You'll have to excuse me for one moment. Uh, You guys can keep talking um, for the time being right now. Is it okay? I'm going to excuse myself. No
4: problem.
1: Okay. So I guess on the social media front, do any of you guys have Snapchat? What are your thoughts on Snapchat?
4: I do not use Snapchat. I have no idea what what to think about it.
1: Hestia, do you have Snapchat?
2: I do, and I only really use it for uh, one of my friends to send me pictures of her bird.
1: Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, I... Nice. I use Snapchat mostly just for streaks, and the thing I like about streaks is that, um, you know, you just send one photo per day, and if anything particularly interesting has happened that day, then you can just write about it in your streaks. And so, and you can also just watch the stories of the friends you're close to. So it's sort of the way that I've kept up with some of my old friends without having to like consistently start a conversation with them. Yeah. Because like um, one of my, one of my old high school friends whose name I won't mention, but um, they've adopted a ton of pets and we don't really talk, but I watch their stories a lot. And every now and then I'll comment. And, like, I wouldn't even have known that they have a fiancé and that they have, like, five cats and a puppy and three snakes if I hadn't been able to talk with them over Snapchat because they don't really post on anything else. Um, So I, I do think social media is really positive in that aspect and allowing you to maintain sort of your outer circle of acquaintances
3: i'm back i'm back hello i
1: haven't
0: used snapchat in a good a good amount of time i um all the people i knew from high school i guess kind of grew out of it i think comes with being my age what was i saying oh yeah so let's move on let's move on with the the next topic uh hidden gems What are some pieces of media, whereas it's a video game and uh, a TV show, what's something that's really obscure that you enjoy? Why do you enjoy it?
4: I don't, I don't think I have anything that I like that that's considered really obscure. I don't know.
1: Um, Yeah, I don't, I don't really know if anything I like is that obscure. I, I'm I'm sort of a mainstream person. I guess what I will say is, if um if anyone out there is looking for sort of a fun weird indie game, uh, check out Kentucky Route Zero. It's uh it's quite a good game.
0: I've heard of that. I haven't played it yet. Uh, I'm into a lot of really obscure stuff. I'm into I, I like sh- like shoot 'em ups. You ever? I'm sure you've played them, right? They're like space shooters. You control a ship. You move up, down, left, right. You just keep shooting and uh, dodge bullets and not die.
3: Oh, yeah. I really enjoy
0: it. those. Are those are always fun. And yeah, you know, the ones from Japan are really insane in terms of like how many bullets they can
4: fit in one screen. Was there another term for? Those, was there another term for those types of games, like bullet hell or something? Yes, bullet hell. Yeah,
1: uh, bullet hell sounds right.
0: Yeah, because that's what it is, and uh, those are fun. I'm also into fighting games too. And while fighting games, I wouldn't say, are niche by any stretch of the imagination, they're really niche among people that play video games, for whatever reason. They're not popular, I guess, because people just, it's difficult for people to wrap their heads around it when, you know, they want to play online, and all of a sudden, they play against some guy that's been playing Street Fighter Two in his mom's basement for like, 50, for like, 20 years now.
1: I don't know. I think the, the other thing about fighting games is that most of them are really just, like, two-person, and I know to me that does not... I, that doesn't really appeal to me. The The reason I like a lot of multiplayer games that are coming out these days is, you know, like, DVD is for five people. Uh, Resident Evil... Uh, the new multiplayer mode is for five people. I like that you can play with a larger friend group.
0: That is true. That is true. Fighting
3: games are typically people-only and uh i mean like smash is four players and i think eight players at most now yeah on the switch it's eight
0: that's pretty cool i guess <laughs> and uh i think and a lot of them and a lot of the more popular games online now are um uh, are, like, team-based, and there's, like, a lot of people playing, like, League of Legends, what used to be the most popular game in the world for, like, five or ten years now. Well, the most popular game on Twitch, I should say, rather.
1: is uh, I, I, I played League of Legends in middle school. I'll, I'll live up to it. I used to play League of Legends.
4: Oh, no. League of Legends. Oh, Lord. oh, oh no. no.
2: Oh, no, it's a nerd.
1: Yeah, i I was never very into it, but I had a lot of friends who liked it, so I I eventually played just to appease my friend group. And uh, I mostly I mostly mained supports.
0: Ugh, supports!
1: I mean, I also I did also main Nasus because he was really easy, so I played Nasus a lot.
0: Not playing as. A jungler, or bot, or a top laner.
1: <sighs> I, I'm definitely not a top laner, but no, I'm... I am a support in life, and I am also a support in video games, because I'm just a responsible human, so...
0: Support <laughs> means so important, let's be real. I am a DPS, because I am a jerk. And I just love killing people.
1: Listen, I love being able to play a good damage dealing champion, but the problem is any other time I had to play with someone else who has a support, I could have done leagues better. So I just <laughs> So I just main supports because I was like I'm tired of dealing with bad supports. I'll just be the support. Oh my
0: god. Oh my god, she is a league player. I I can relate to that
2: because like I often play support roles. But also sometimes I kind of, because my team is just constantly getting killed, I play my support as a DPS, and then top the leaderboard on both
0: halves. Nice. Nice.
1: If you guys like League, you should check out, um, it's sort of dead now, I think, but Vainglory used to be a thing. Um,
0: Isn't Isn't that on mobile?
1: Yeah, that's why I really liked it. I I played that uh, a lot in my early days of high school because it was it's a mobile game which is basically League of Legends except with a smaller map.
0: Uh, yeah, I played a I played a um, uh, a League clone on mobile too. It was called Arena of Valor. It was made by Tencent, who, as you know, owns Riot a hundred percent. And uh, they had some characters like uh, every, every like there's like I think there's like a lot- there's a there must be some sort of law in in MOBAs where every mob must have some kind of Sun Wukong or Monkey King.
1: It just be like, like that sometimes. <laughs> from the most popular Chinese novel
0: of all time, Journey to the West, Goku's uh, Goku from Dragon Ball Z is based on him very yep. loosely. That is next topic at hand is you ever heard of G two A before?
1: No, I have not.
0: That
4: sounds familiar.
0: So, to clarify, G2A is a website where you can buy gray market keys for um, uh, consoles, or most primarily PC, but you can buy gray market consoles, you can buy and sell your keys that you're not using, and make some money off of it. And so, uh, okay. So there have been some ethical concerns about that, primarily due to the fact that what some people do is they use stolen credit card numbers to buy these keys and they dump them on G2A and people buy them. And sometimes companies will charge them, uh, will do chargebacks. No, 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 the people that buy that, whose cards are stolen will often do chargebacks. And as a result, these chargebacks end up hurting developers because they have to pay for the credit card fees. Wow. And so what are your thoughts on this? On such an immoral like a uh, immoral way to get cheap games
4: well i think I think you said it best it's certainly not not a good thing
0: uh, what are your thoughts uh what are your thoughts y'all
1: um i mean my my thing in the first place is that I really don't uh love the idea of buying multiple steam keys in the first place or multiple keys for games i I just like to buy my game and have it for myself. Or if I'm going to gift a game to someone, then I'll buy it on sale or I'll buy a unique copy. I I don't really like the whole, like, you know, let me buy a game and then sell it to make money. But, uh, c'est la vie de la capitalism. So, you know, morally I don't love it, but it's not like I think it should be made illegal or anything.
0: Well... I'll admit, I've gotten some games from G2A for really cheap. Like, I bought Dead Rising 2 for a dollar on G2A, when it's never been sold for a dollar, and I still have the key to that game, I believe. wait. You know what, let me double check right now to make sure that it wasn't just taken from me. Nope, I still got it. Now, should I feel bad for it? Kind of, but at the same time, a lot of companies a lot of the bigger companies, anyways, can absorb these costs, so to speak. I'm not saying they should, but they can. Now, as for the de- as for any developers, a lot of them apparently say that you should, if you can't afford to buy the games, but if you w- really want to, you should just pirate it instead. Piracy would be a pre- preferable option for them, it seems. And so, uh, I mean, that what I mean, there isn't really much to say about that anymore, is there? Have you given your thoughts, Hestia? Um, I
2: I understand why it exists, but I also don't like that it exists. I
0: I think that if they can, I, I think that people. I mean, a lot of a lot of these have to do with the fact that all the a lot of the credit cards are stolen. I think a service where you can sell your legitimate, like your legitimate CD keys that you're not using anymore. That, that you know, you have like if you have the ability to sell them, you should. Yeah, otherwise. Otherwise, you know, they're just going to go on eBay anyways, right? Now, G2A should do more cracking down on whether or not these cards are in fact stolen, but the fact of the matter is they're not going to do that. And if, you're, and if your game is taken away from you because you bought it on G2A, and they deactivate the key, meaning that they remove the game from your Steam account, then it's no one else's fault but your own. But I do believe G2A should be held liable for such, when stuff like that happens, at the very least. I think that would increase people's like, trust in them, if they were willing to shoulder some of the liability, without you paying for their stupid insurance, or whatever. There's, without you paying for their guarantee. And uh, Alright, well, I mean, there isn't very much to say on that topic. Uh, let's talk about works that have totally different, con- that were totally different in concept compared to their final product. So do you guys know of the Legend of Zelda? Yes.
1: No, I've been living under a rock my whole life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you know so you know the Triforce, right? Three golden triangles created by the goddesses, uh yep. Nehru. For I forget the rest of their names.
2: Dude, we just talked about spoilers earlier this
0: episode. It's not <laughs> a spoiler.
1: It's literally level. base level lore. <laughs>
0: I've Base level for me, I know what time is Time is old. It's an old game. Anyways, <laughs> there are three golden triangles with the ability to make, to grant whatever wish you want. Originally, in the concept for both the le- original Legend of Zelda and A Link to the Past, the Triforce were supposed to be computer chips. And in and, and A Link to the Past, instead of going to the dark world, you would go to the future instead and collect the triforce there and there was supposed to be a lot more sci-fi a must. there was supposed to be a lot more sci-fi stuff in Zelda at least before Breath of the Wild came out and uh, so, uh, is there anything that's radically changed from concept to you know
3: realization
0: that you want to talk about
4: um, I, I think what, what one I can remember was the development of Doom 2016. I remember reading or or seeing something that before it was released, it went through multiple concepts that it was almost almost like, almost it was almost like Call of Duty or, or something before before its final execution. Because the previous version was like, if that version would have come out, it would have had a lot of negative re- reviews because of its. It didn't look much like like a Doom game, or at least as like I can think of.
3: Alright, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, do you know of anything of the
0: sort, Hestia? Um, no. Not really. See. And uh what about you, Alamis? Anything like any movies, video games, such and such books?
1: Off the top of my head, no. I don't usually book into uh concepts. I usually just run with the finished thing and appreciate for what it is. What about
0: behind the scene what about behind the scenes things or like Things that the author wished they would have changed because I remember. Um, uh, are Harry Potter are Harry Potter spoilers off the off the table now? Can, I'm going to go ahead and like you know, this is going to talk about some spoilers in the last book, namely the very fat last few chapters.
1: Yeah, that I, that's fine with me.
0: All right, so I has, yeah, Tyrant. Are you okay with Harry Potter spoilers?
4: Yeah, I've read fine. all the books,
0: including the one that no one talked fine. about. I've
4: seen Harry Potter.
0: So you all so you know you all know how Harry Potter ended up with um uh with Ginny.
4: Who's Ginny? Yes.
0: Uh, Ron's sister.
4: If
1: you'd read Harry Potter, you'd know. I never this. never
0: got into it. Oh god, we're spoiling it for Tyrants. Uh,
1: yeah, well, it's fine, he will probably never that's get into fair. it. So. Yeah,
0: so um, uh I remember um uh, JK Rowling expressed regret that she didn't hook Harry Potter up with Hermione instead. And that was like False. a year, that was a
1: year after. Wrong. J.K. Rowling, okay, my thing is, after J.K. Rowling stopped writing the books, everything she has said since then, I do not accept as canon. That lady has gone <laughs> off the rails. She, I do not accept anything she says as canon anymore. J.K. Rowling has been divorced from the work she wrote because Cursed Child was a train wreck. Uh, everything she <laughs> says yeah. on Twitter about Harry Potter That's is wreck. a train wreck. So I refuse to listen. Are you, train sure? wreck.
0: Are you sure, man? It sounds really plausible that wizards just didn't have bathrooms back then. And uh, they would just...
1: Yeah, they they just shoot wherever they yeah, wanted. and they
0: covered it with magic.
1: And then they zoomed it away with magic, which makes no sense. Because if that was the case, then Dumbledore wouldn't have looked for a chamber pot in Book Four. So J.K. Rowling should reread her own books. Yeah,
0: remember when J.K. <laughs> Rowling tried to say that she never said Hermione was wh- I'm white?
1: I forget where it was, but I'm ninety percent sure that in one of the books she mentions Hermione's pale skin. Yes. So
0: yes, I definitely. Re- I think it's in the second book as well.
1: It's not mentioned often. Can you, but... b-
0: can you believe that her own books are like some sort of Chamber of Secrets that J.K. Rowling forgot how to access?
1: It it just makes me sad. And here's- and I am very passionate about Harry Potter, so here's what I will say. Harry's first crush was on Cho Chang. You know what Cho Chang is? A jock. Harry would not fall in love with Hermione because Harry likes jocks, and Ginny is a jock. Why? Because she plays Quidditch, and she's dope as hell. So no, Harry should not get with Hermione. You
2: know, you're not wrong.
1: And you know who Hermione should have gotten with? Victor Crumb! I will not rest until the world accepts that Hermione should have gotten oh with Victor movies. Crumb.
0: Who's Who's Ron going to get with then?
1: Uh, no one. Ron deserves to be alone.
0: <laughs> Ron can get with one of those French girls from the fourth book.
1: Yeah, honestly, Ron should get with some random chick from Beauxbatons. I literally do not care.
0: Oh my god, this... Whoa. Oh, yeah, this talk reminds this reminds me of freaking uh, Shaman King. Have you ever, any of you ever watched the anime or like read the manga? No. no, no. All right then. All right then. I'm not going to mention it. It's stupid.
1: I don't know. Ron. Ron is a good character, and I like him as a person. However, his chemistry with Hermione. Terrible! It took him four books to realize that she was a woman. And when she said she had a date to the ball, he laughed at her and mocked her and then was a sulky boy when she got with Victor <laughs> Crumb. Victor Crumb, the international Quidditch player, and he thinks he's better than Victor Crumb, who literally cared for Hermione because of her brains and recognized that she was pretty before anyone else did? I'm sorry, Ron is a dumb simp, while Victor Crumb is a chad. And she should not have ended up with Ron.
0: The virgin Ron Weasley versus the Chad Victor Crumb.
1: Literally. Someone okay, rant done. Afraid. I'm very passionate about Harry Potter.
0: Remember when? Remember when Harry Potter wasn't full of J.K. Rowling saying stupid stuff on Twitter, like how um Dumbledore and Grindelwald were like, were like, I forget. What was I going to say with that? They
1: were gay lovers, yes.
0: Yes, and they've had, like, sex a number of of times. Listen, that
1: thing, Dumbledore is gay, I buy it. I see it. But the whole... Now that she's, like, erasing it, I'm like, really? Like, she literally just said Dumbledore was gay to get clout. And then as soon as she had the opportunity to write that into the crimes of Grindelwald and the whole... Fantastic Beast trilogy, she was like, you know what? Um, maybe he wasn't. And it, I just maybe he wasn't maybe he she
0: wasn't maybe he wasn't gay for Grendelwald because Grendelwald's a like massive criminal.
1: He was gay for Grindelwald when he was seventeen or however old he was when he met Grindelwald, okay? The book In the books, Grindelwald is described as super handsome, and Dumbledore was a lone boy who was in the middle of nowhere and probably closeted. And then this blonde stud shows up, who is as smart as him. You know Dumbledore got it on with Grindelwald, okay?
0: Oh, oh, why, did you, why didn't he get it on with uh, Victor Crumb?
1: <laughs> because he was old by then! <laughs>
0: Fucking freaking! Oh my god! Uh, Jk, I hate her so much.
1: I I just I used to
0: think she was really, she was really respectable back in the day too, because she would always talk about how she paid her taxes and stuff. Now and she wanted to support the welfare system that got her out of like poverty and being literally homeless.
1: Yeah, she she used to be very. Very, you know, quite a decent person. And then she went off on Twitter after she finished the books. And I just, I'm sorry, but J.K. Rowling is divorced. She is disowned from her child, the Harry Potter series. Uh, I refuse to believe anything she says is canon.
0: Okay. All right. So now let's talk about, here's a new topic that we'll talk about. I definitely did not write that. Let's talk about how rich people are, how people, when they become so rich, they become divorced from reality. Like, Notch? You know who Notch is, right? right
1: No, I have no idea who this is.
0: He created Minecraft. Okay. And he sold sold Mojang to Microsoft and made a handsome billion or so dollars. And all he does on Twitter now is waste away his talent by um, uh, just ranting about conspiracy theories on twitter and now uh, he's so rich and he doesn't have anything to do. He doesn't have to work for anything anymore. And yeah, you know, it just it, it's a reminder that real people that the rich don't live in the same world as us. I mean, I hate to say it cuz I want to be rich too, but
3: What do you, what I mean, what
0: are your what are your thoughts on this? Like the like the rich people can basically do whatever they want. I talked with someone that was super rich, like a few years ago, and they told me about how um uh, they told me about how uh, they paid for a, con- a quote unquote two hundred dollar convenience fee. You know what the convenience fee was? They they parked in a handicapped parking oh my. spot.
3: That's messed up. It's
0: crazy, man.
1: I don't know. Rich people literally have just, you know, they have so much money and they are no longer running the social circles with, like, people who actually work for a living that I do think that they can just lose touch with reality. Uh, see Elon Musk for an example. But...
0: Um, uh, yeah, oh, my God. Elon Musk is a psychopath.
1: Oh, my God. I just... I... Uh, the hyper-rich, they are just... they're wild to me. And their politics are even wilder because, and I can't even blame them for their politics because they just don't even realize how bad people in poverty have it because they're so used to being in their bubble.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, well, you know, you know, if uh, if uh, Elon, if Mr. Tesla wants to throw me a couple million dollars, like one percent of his paycheck, I'd be more than willing to take it his hands and never pay it back.
1: Listen, if Mr. Musk wants to give me a free Tesla, I will no longer shit talk him ever again. My brother. But owns- he has to do that first. My brother
0: owns a Tesla. He bought it earlier this year, actually. And it's featured on this YouTube channel that you're watching this podcast on, actually. It's a little teaser. Nice. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, Elon Musk, so have you heard about how, like, he wants to move Tesla out of California, primarily because California won't let him open up his factories? No, not really.
1: I try to not listen to anything about Elon Musk these days, to be honest.
0: Well, that's what he's doing. He's going to move to either Texas or Nevada to do that. And while, you know, my state, Virginia, is opening up on Friday for Phase 1, many other states are not because they're more populous uh population centers like new york is like ground zero in america
1: yeah new york should not be opening for a long time
3: it's crazy stuff man uh
0: yeah i mean the rich the rich can do a lot of things like if they want if they want to evade tax all they have to do is transfer their money to a swiss bank account and you know there, and the and their deposits don't get taxed in there. That's why the rich have Swiss bank accounts,
3: and that's why they also have like
0: illegal Cayman Island accounts. Like I worked at Wells Fargo a number of years ago, and there was a lot of people establishing corporations in the Cayman Islands, where you know there clearly they're cl- there can't be that many businesses in the Cayman Islands.
3: And I'm not going to say much more because
0: it, like, violates – it violates client – it violates a lot of things for me to say more, but I'm just going to say a lot of people really love making businesses there.
3: Yeah. Yep.
0: Now, next topic. Skills you picked up in quarantine. Have you learned any new skills in quarantine? Have you done anything in quarantine? Um did anything change for the better
4: i guess not just change for the better for me at least and it, it's not just a skill i'm i'm learning currently i'm thinking about picking learning a, a new language which i want to work on
3: uh, what, r- language? what language
0: russian ooh russian sounds nice um uh, what about you hastia have you learned any new skills have things changed for huh? the better Oh, definitely not. Have they changed for the worse? Did you catch the Rona?
2: Oh, no. Not in that sense of
3: worse. But, I... podcast is not
0: the place for that. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, what about you, Alanis?
1: Um, I have learned nothing new, because I am just living life as usual, to be honest. This is basically how I live anyway, except I can't see some of my in-person friends in person. Well, but that, besides that, it, it's like uh, pretty much 80% how I normally live my life.
0: Uh, well, being that I am an essential worker and I work in hospitals, I cannot- I am uh, am still living, I'm still working on the front lines to get these machines up and running so that people-
1: What do you mean you're still living? You're making this podcast while you're alive? Star, I'm so disappointed. What
0: wild! Anyway, so yes, I am still alive, and I am still working in hospitals in the front lines in order to fix these machines so that they can get back to patients as soon as possible. That's nice. And uh, it's a little scary for us in the front lines because, you know, we're always two steps away from dying, and uh, there's a lot of of scare, too, and uh, a lot of people are really scary in the fact that they don't want to wear masks because... No, it's their, it's my body. You can't tell me what to do with it. Like, no, your rights end where mine begins, where your mask can shut up. I don't care if you have an allergy to your masks. Don't take them off until you're, until you're at least six feet away from me. Like,
1: well, I mean, I, I care if they have an allergy to their mask if it's severe, but for the most part, you can't really prove you have that allergy. So, I see where you're coming from.
0: Like, I don't mean to be rude to anyone that might have like. Allergies to like you know surgical masks and stuff, but it's for your own good, for your own good and people say that masks don't prevent the germs from getting in, but what they real- but what they don't realize is that masks prevent germs from getting out. and if everyone's wearing a mask, then there should be no spreadage of germs, meaning that you can get meaning that if everyone can wear if everyone wears a mask, there shouldn't really be a need for social distancing. Or the six feet rule. If everyone complies with wearing a mask, it would be a lot easier.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, but I'm not sure that wearing a mask would stop every would stop everything completely because you know it's not wearing a mask is not going to cover up, you know, the air that escapes if you're coughing really hard or something like that because there are still cracks in the mask. That
0: is true. So you know, it's true. it's
1: a good precaution, but I I don't think that we should say that masks are a substitute for social distancing.
0: Yeah, you're right. I guess I was a little overzealous in saying that. Though though I do want to g I do wanna give my shout out to met many of the people that are working as doctors and patients. My sister works as a doctor is a doctor, and her husband works not as a doctor, but he still works in a hospital. And uh it's really difficult for them too, because you know, they had that they my sister just gave birth to her first son last year. And, you know, due to this whole coronavirus situation, she um, ended up letting my mom take care of her um, uh, her kid for the time being, at least until this whole thing, like, blows over or she gets some time to just really not have to work for at least two or three weeks. And it's a it's a difficult situation because, you know, the kid's only, like, is, like, less than a year old. Actually, the kid, actually, the, the, the baby boy actually almost turns one year old this coming saturday as of the re- as of this recording it he turns one year old on uh, may the 16th i think and it's supposed to be a really special year in uh in vietnamese culture
3: mm-hmm. i don't know it's just really it's
0: just really difficult for like you know parents of kid of like really young kids like really young kids have to wonder why their mom and dads aren't hugging them and stuff,
1: yeah
0: uh, i just I just wish i mean i I just hope that this whole thing just resolves itself eventually, like hopefully sooner than later, but we'll take whatever we can get
1: um, it's probably gonna be later rather than sooner. I don't think that we're gonna see. Things really become safer until like mid June.
0: That is fair. Now I have another question for y'all. What do you guys think aliens look like? What do you think the first aliens are going to be? Who do you think is going to come here first? Because uh, I because uh, while there's no proof of aliens existing or the fact that we've come across any real aliens i can't i just cannot believe that in this vast vast universe that exists there aren't at least one other
4: species capable of inter interstellar travel i mean how can that be i guess in my opinion i don't think aliens will look like anything that you that you would see than in contemporary modern pop culture it's like I would imagine that, depending on the circumstances of a planet where, or such life, would it were to evolve on, I think it would look almost completely different from that of of Earth-based life. I think I have a I have a, a, an example that you've heard of the There's a book called Expedition made by Wayne Douglas Barlow that is on the subject of extraterrestrial life, and the life that's presented in the book looks absolutely nothing like barely like anything you'd see from Earth, and it's like I think that's almost like closest that that I mean, we have no idea, but I'm saying, like, theoretically, very close to what alien life could potentially resemble if we were to see it. It would not look like anything, like, based on Earth. It would have entirely different, like, paths of evolution.
0: You say that it looks nothing like like what we would see on Earth, but, like, what does it look like is my question. I guess I'd have to read the book to find out.
4: I guess, and, like, they have, like, like the 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 anatomical structures are different, and like how the life evolved, it has like a different atmosphere, different like.
1: Yeah, and the other thing is that, uh, sort of jumping off this thing with that tyrant thing is like anatom. You know, like anatomically, they could be completely different. Like they, you know, we're all carbon-based life forms, but on other planets, life may not be based, be based in carbon. In-
0: yeah. So based life forms.
3: Take it on. Honestly. Go
4: ahead.
0: Uh, no, no, go ahead. I
4: was I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm just saying like I think it also made like I said, it also depends on like not just whether it be based on carbon or like silicon, it can also be based on the atmosphere or the, the, I mean, the amount of gravity, how close a planet is to its star, depending on on its this like the size of the of the
3: planet itself. I personally
0: think we just have a very primitive understanding of physics and everything because yeah. yeah we feel because yeah yeah humans have existed for like what a billion like
4: a million years uh, thousand but years a thousand years
0: a couple thousand two hundred
4: thousand years, years homo sapiens have existed
0: well if evolution were to be believed then i guess we would be i don't know i don't know where i was going with that line of logic but yeah, I, w- I would like to see aliens come here. I would like to meet the aliens. Hopefully, they're not going to kill us all. I don't want them to kill us all. I would love to meet the aliens. I'd love to get them on this channel as a guest. They would have to replace Alamista, since she's our guest, but that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make.
1: That's fine, you know? I'll, I'll do it for the aliens.
0: <laughs> no, but really, though, I oh. mean... I mean, I find it difficult to believe that we live in this infinitely expanding universe and, you know, we haven't come across a single alien in our 200,000 years of history.
1: I think what, uh, what I'd like to say on this topic is that, yes, our universe is, in, you know, super vast, but I think it's entirely possible just because of, you know, the number of universes out there and the number of, you know, uh, dimensions and timelines out there. That we could be living in a timeline, in a dimension, in a universe where we are the most evolved life form out there. Like, yes, it's unlikely, but it's possible. And I think it's also possible that whatever societies are, you know, and whatever alien life forms are highly intelligent and highly developed, maybe aren't that far ahead of us and are exceedingly far away. So it's entirely possible that we won't um, make contact with intelligent life for a long time. I think it's far more likely that the first aliens we'll encounter is that as space travel uh, from our planet uh, continues to get better, we'll probably run into microscopic alien organisms before we run into any intelligent life.
0: That does make sense. That does make sense. Hesty, I haven't heard you say anything on this topic. Well, do you have any opinions on this? Oh. oh
2: mean, we won't know until we know and uh, who knows when we'll know. Your
0: audio's kinda of muffled, my friend. I uh, can can you have uh, to repeat that?
2: Uh, I mean
3: we don't know until we find out, so
2: really who knows?
0: Uh that's fair. I mean yeah, we don't we don't we really don't know. All we're don't all we're really doing is speculating. We're pulling out theories. Theories, which I mean, some which have no real basis in actuality, but have a basis in like, you know, just what could be happening. It's just, it's just a lot, and yeah, it could, it sure. could be very possible that you know, Alamis might be right. We could encounter microscopic aliens, you know, bacteria from like Mars or something. I mean, I think they, I mean, they could discover that stuff because there's water on Can Mars. Can they say I like
4: Canada which, is Europa? What would you say? I think a likely can of microscopic life is Europa. I think one of the moons of either Jupiter or Saturn.
0: That is true. There is microscopic life there, but I think it would be interesting, to, like for us to come to an alien planet, and we see aliens living like they're living primitive lives. Like they have rudimentary like implements. They have the ability to make tools. Yeah but it's very rudimentary. They're basically like the cavemen of aliens. That's,
4: that's exactly what the book Exhibition covers. Ooh. And they, have, they, have it, they have their... It's an, the planet has its own alien species that's almost like in the stages of, like, of using stone tools.
0: That does sound very interesting. Uh, well, uh, it is getting kind of late, and unfortunately we haven't had the time to cover all of the topics but we I think we cop- I think we covered plenty and uh thank you all for watching this and please like and subscribe and uh and please uh, continue to support us so that we can continue to make this content for you guys and I hope to see you guys later thank you very much goodbye
3: bye bye